0: Welcome to the SWN Podcast. I am your host, Billy, as always, and I am joined this week by a, a veteran of the Scottish wrestling scene, the Lowland Superstar himself, Glenn Dunbar. Welcome to the show. Uh,
1: how you doing, sir? Live in 11 colours, a great man used to say. How you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you for asking. Uh, before, I could I mention to you before I hit record, but I'm just going to give a pre-warning to everyone else. Uh, new camera, doesn't seem to want to catch up to my voice. I think it's a Scottish thing. I don't know if it's some sort of xenophobia uh, regarding the camera and my voice. I don't know. But uh, so hopefully it'll still be in in what's in, in sync. Uh of course I'm I'm Joy Fatone. Uh, and then it'll all be on
1: oh, death just...
0: I, I like saying I'm Joey Fatone because it just says Joey one and that just makes me laugh more than anything else. <laughs> My wife hates that joke, but I, I still like it and I will right. say it to the day I die. Uh, it's been seven years she's put up with that one. Uh, well,
1: right. it's, well, it's over with me, that's all you have to care about.
0: Exactly. Uh, right, so first question is always the same. How did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hurt?
1: How did I get into pro wrestling? Uh, right, so <laughs> um, way back in the day, when I was at uni, I met up with uh, Eric Canyon. Outside of wrestling, I didn't know he. I didn't know he had any connection to wrestling at the time. Um, and we watched, we were just wrestling fans to him. Um, and at some point, he started doing the camps. He was working in Butland shows. And we saw pictures, just, ah, ha that guy doing the wrestling. That's funny. And he went, he got booked to referee a show in Linwood for Scottish Championship Wrestling. This was 2003. And where his mates would go along, take the best out of him, have a laugh with, have a laugh at them, because we ne- would never actually seen them do anything live in wrestling. So we thought it'd be fun to go along, and have a laugh. And at that show, they were, they announced they were starting a training school. And as usual, said, like, ah, again, we'll have a laugh with this thing, you know, we'll go along, take a couple of bumps, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And that was fifteen years ago, <laughs> in fact. Oh we'll God! Seventeen years ago now.
0: So, so one of those things where, where you saw him do it, and think ah, I could probably do that myself. Actually, it look, it? Doesn't look that hard second. Ah, if he, if could do it, surely. I
1: can do well, let's it. yeah, see. It's like I've been a fan since the mid '80s, man. I was I moved to America in 1985 and started watching Superstars on syndicated TV, and you watch it and say, "Oh, looks a bit, It looks a bit of fun." Uh, but uh, that's not for me. it's something I'll never do. And then you go along, you get the opportunity to actually do it, and you go along and have a. So I know this. This is so, this is sort of fun, but yeah, uh, I'm like I'm not as good as him. I'm not like yeah, um, eh, it's a good. It's good for a laugh once a week to to do this training work. And then uh, one one session, you'll just turn up and it clicked. Thought, "Oh, this is what wrestling is. Oh, I kind of like this. Oh, I could get into this." Uh, that, that, that was a lo- a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away, as we say.
0: Was that now? Uh, I mean, I don't want to, to age you terribly, but it'll be eighteen That's years. Right. I'm
1: then. I age myself. I'm <laughs> happy to admit that I, I'm forty three years young, still twi- still twenty one mentally.
0: <laughs> uh, but no, so eighteen years ago, then started. But but we'll go back right to the start. Then you said you watched uh, on syndicated TV. Um, that was kind of in, in America. What was your first like? Who are your first favourites?
1: Uh, what, what do you remember? Uh, so I, I'd been watching, I'd been watching Superstars, and I remember I got a tape when it used to be in the big purple boxes with the big double tapes, double VHS tapes of Mania Three because I hadn't ever seen any pay per views. i just watched the occasional TV show, and Hulk Hogan fans straight from the start. Hulk and Maniac had the foam finger, had the, had the Hulk Hogan workout set of all things. With a lovely tape of Hulk Hogan shouting uh, inspirational messages at you for half an hour. <laughs> Possibly the, the, greatest, the greatest wrestling present in a wrestling match that's ever been designed, ever. Um, so I became Hulk Hogan fan, then Brett came along and instantly became a Bret Hart fan. Uh, Brett don't... was the first main event I ever saw with uh, a 20-man battle royal in Hamilton, Ontario, and it was uh, Brett that won that. I, thought, oh, right. hey. I was
0: going to say, you couldn't have picked uh, two more opposite wrestlers to, to be fans of. And eh, well, and, uh, it, it,
1: it was more a style thing. Because uh, we didn't get any other sort of wrestling, even though in, in the mid-80s you had the AWA and the ESPN, you had WCW. We only saw WWF, so there are two peas in a pod. It's the WWF machine. It's the, the aura of the show. That's what, that's what attracted me to it because it was, it was bright colours, it was superheroes, it was good and evil, it, it, it was just the whole, it's so proper for guys that I call it, that's what oh, pro wrestling yeah. is, essentially. Um, absolutely, yeah. That's that, what drew me to it. That, that's, that's it, yeah, it's
0: just, it's just I, I, I call, I, I think I, I say it worse, when I say it's like, it's panto.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it's very core, it is, it is. Absolutely, just pure pantomime. Like, w- when I was a kid, I do remember very early on, so when I was like three or four, watching World Sport and watching guys like McManus and Jim Brakes and uh, Tally Hockey. And it's just pure pantomime. And watch, and then when I got older, watching guys like Les Kellett, who was just pure British pantomime wrestling, uh, that's what it is, essentially, at the score. And there's no reason to be ashamed of that fact. That's what it is. All right.
0: it's it's entertainment. I mean, oh, aye. pure and simple. It's 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 the it's the, the dirty words. Uh, sports entertainment, but you can't you can't describe wrestling any better than sports entertainment. That's it. Uh, it's core. Mm. And then the, absolutely. Uh, right. So uh, you started your training because you saw I can You do it. Uh, what were your first yep. you said it, it took you a couple sessions to, for it to click but what were your first thoughts was it the first bump going, uh, oh this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be uh,
1: that happened in my absolute very first session um we we uh, it was on um it was in Clydebank in in the play we'd had we didn't uh, wasn't it wasn't in a ring it was crash mats exercise mats and me not knowing having a clue what was doing um, somebody gave me a DDT on a crash mat and I tucked took my, took my head instead of taking it flat and nearly knocked myself out on the very first session I was in <laughs> so so I took my first head drop on, my, on the first session of that and I kind of learned quickly that, oh okay might want to brush up on those uh, survival skills there. there there's a time tiny uh, yeah. place to tuck and the DDT is not one of <laughs> well no no Uh, But uh, but, uh, getting out of the way in your first session if you get the the first one out of the way then it's all plain sailing after that
0: oh
1: yeah, I mean just one concussion in it's all good I mean, let's not not go there (laughs) (laughs) but concussion numbers are worse than NHL hockey players I think at this point Uh,
0: how long was it before you actually who was in your first class then you said you you were out with a couple of mates Uh, let's see, people
1: who were in my first class um CJ Hunter would have been in my first class. Uh, he was, I think, he was already. Train, I think he started training before I did, and I, I was, I was mates with him as well before before I got into wrestling. Um, so from the old SWA days, they had guys like Aiden Corrigan. Uh, who else would have been there? Falcon? No, Falcon came a few weeks after I did. Try, I'm trying to think of names now. Uh, McKin would have been there at that point. Uh, Conscience would have been there, sort of. With Adam Shane would have been there as well. Or, um, or the coach, as as we now know. I
0: remember CJ Hunter. though. I think I've only ever seen him wrestle once, and it was against it was uh, against Taylor Bryden uh, for W3L. So this is many years after he would have started uh, twenty. Twelve, I think it would have been a song, um, and uh, at the time I don't think I appreciated it because when I went back to watch it, because you see, I will put up other like other matches from that show that I went to, and I was like, how did I not remember this match? Because it was just, it was so good, it was just unbelievable.
1: Uh, I I always loved watching CJ like he just took to it like a duck to water. I just had he, it reminded me a lot of Christian, in that style, very much. Um, so like a more agile version of Christine, Christian, Christian because he did he did a lot of lucha spots. Um, but always like every match I ever saw, CG work always loved. Um, there was a match who was it? we worked a show for for Mike in Elgin back in twenty thirteen. I'm gonna say, and um, we all got booked to the foreigners. <laughs> Because it was it was totally outside Mike's catchment area, so he booked Taylor was booked as a ninja. I had to work as a Russian. Oh no! So CJ was the Russian. I was a Bulgarian.
0: Whoa! Hang yeah. on! Whoa, whoa! 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 Right. Okay. I've got because I, I would have went to that show if it was Elgiv 2013. Uh, I don't remember a Russian, but I always remember the Baker. <laughs> so so so. No, was...
1: well, unfortunately, I never got to do the full Baker gimmick because they forgot the hat. <laughs> So I, I, had to kind of do a fake Bulgarian accent with this, which is bad enough. And oh. somehow I pulled it off.
0: But uh, but to no, have to go back because I I, I def- if it was twenty thirteen I definitely went to it and yeah I'm going to have to find find the okay. results for it.
1: The 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 semi main w- had invincible in, in and uh, no, I was, it must
0: be pre twenty twelve then. I think they're around twenty eleven. And I didn't know. Twenty eleven at that
1: point. I, I've been dropping my head way too many times. to just <laughs> fall on my head. I can't even remember what I had for dinner last night. So,
0: neither <laughs> do I. And I haven't been dropped in my head, so that's it's not worrying at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it must have to be that because yeah. After twenty twelve, well, it, it was. It was, it was the, ba- the baker was every year, and I like to play. I mean, I don't want to spoil any, anything for anyone who who watches listens to this, but pretty much, I like to play a game of who's the baker because it's generally. The person if, if it's the main event it's the one person that's not in the main event that was on the show earlier and uh, so I think one year yeah. I was I was determined it was Dicky Divers and it's it's yeah it's, it's my only so, wee fun game. Yeah, There's your
1: scoop I've, I've, I've outed myself for, for one for one night only I was I was the Bulgarian baker well I, th- I don't think they even used the baker because they forgot the hat I think it was the beast from Bulgaria I think I'd, I stole uh, Miro's gimmick 10 years before he did.
0: Um, I've actually got, I don't know, I mean, I don't know if the baker is going to come back anytime soon because I have one of the baker's hats <laughs> because it was my right. birthday. <laughs> the show. And I got, because I went on about the baker for years, I got a signed hat for the Bulgarian baker. Right. It was the best day ever. But, but it was one of the only my wife went to WTL shows and I don't, she couldn't go back after that because she was with the guy who got a loaf of bread uh, with candles in it and uh, and a baker's hat. She's like, I can't make one again. I can't sit next to you. Right. <laughs> that was, that's it. Uh, so I've got your, your debut uh, in 20, 2000, I 2014, 2004. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a handicap match, according to the Germans at Cage Match. Uh, it was yourself and uh, Grant Dunbar, uh, mm-hmm. an unknown. Uh, versus... I don't know what happened to him versus uh, Carl
1: Harker. Yes. Um, strictly, strictly speaking, it wasn't my debut. I debuted in a Battle Royal a couple of months earlier before that. It
0: always a Battle
1: Royal. There's always a Rumble. Um, I found out two days before I was I was in it, so I had no idea what I was going to do, so I turned up in a pair of jeans and a white T-shirt but at Primark, because that's what you do in your debut. <laughs> Uh, the, only, the only sort of idea I had in my head, I I used Zero from Smashing Pumpkins, because I wanted, I, I just watched uh, the Usual Suspects, I wanted the whole Kaiser Soze thing, so yeah, so the whole idea was you get more from the guy you don't, the guy you don't see is the guy you don't expect, mm-hmm. so literally I have the most generic gear I could find for this, for this uh, rumble, and uh, Uh, I hadn't, I'd never taken a bump in a ring. I literally bumped. uh, My first bump was when I got into the ring for the rumble because we didn't have a ring at the time in training school. Um, I got in all House of Fire. I was full of beans, ran in the ring, took a forearm, sat in the corner, and then I took a Van Terminator to the balls. All right. So, just replay (laughs) back that sentence in your head. (laughs) <laughs> I literally took a forearm, fell in the corner, was told not to move, and then the guy came, <laughs> came off and van terminated me in the balls. That was my intro to wrestling.
0: I forget, you went <laughs> back.
1: <laughs> and yet, and then two minutes later, I, I took a super kick from Andy Hogg, which legend has it you can still find my teeth embedded in the floor of Greenock Town Hall. <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's what that feels like. Ah, I also, I also made a smart decision instead of, you know, just kind of jumping nicely off the apron, I took a back bump off the apron. Of
0: course. That's... It was, it
1: was a four and a half foot apron. I did the SD plunge on my um, on my first night in wrestling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, all right, so just to break that down, you, you've never bumped in a ring, so I'm assuming you're, you've never run ropes then. Uh, by that point,
1: no. uh, uh, yeah. uh an, hour, an hour before the show, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so yeah, so <laughs> the, 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 uh, the, the reason I don't mention it much,
0: which which uh, isn't the most uh flexible of material in the world, uh, no, no. especially if it's for Primark. Yeah, <laughs> hit in the face, balls. Uh, that's that's a that shouldn't be the sentence, but hit in the face, hitting the balls. And then flat back. No, h- hitting the foot. ball
1: from a slingshot drop kick. You have to like. It, it sounds much better when you say it like that.
0: <laughs> fair fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll apologize. Yeah, a slingshot drop kick, and then kick in the face, and a four-foot back bump.
1: Yeah. Onto onto a, onto a hardwood floor.
0: So your first match was this handicap match, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Funny, so funnily
1: enough, it was literally like a week after a week after that rumble, the lowlanders were born. Uh,
0: so, so how did that that team come together then? So it was just thrown together, make up a name. What was what was the kind of deal
1: with that? Uh, to be, uh, I'd I'd like to say there was a there was a a, bit, a long drawn out process of picking the right partner and thing like that. But we we were the same size and build together. We look, we kind of looked like brothers, so i We needed a Scottish tag team, and therefore the Lowlanders won. <laughs> um, what probably the best thing that ever happened to me, because I think the original game I had planned would have would have went south really, really quickly, and probably wouldn't have went anywhere. So, probably the best thing that ever happened to me that I, I I happened to be have a slight resemblance to our, our good man Grader at the time.
0: Uh, well, you, you can't you can't leave
1: us that tease. What was your original idea? Well, the whole original idea was to do was I kind of wanted I kind of wanted something along the lines of the Sean O'Hare gimmick that they kind of panned the the whole. I wanted to be the guy in the background who would just yeah. start stir up rubbish, like have people doing promos and then just you, you know you know the bit and Willie and the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when all the kids get the golden tickets and then Slugworth comes in and has a wee chat to them in the air? Right. Okay. That was yeah. that was kind of what I wanted. I wanted to be the guy who was like, you know, he doesn't mean that, right? And kind of stir up rubbish between other people, and then they would throw it back at me because they realized what I, I'd be up to. That was so, kind of what. That was kind of the genesis of the idea. But thankfully, it never, it never came to fruition because that would involve me cutting promos, and back then, that wasn't that wasn't happening.
0: It's it's a difficult thing to do, especially in wrestling, because the on one hand, you could be Sean O'Hare, who had this amazing like. It didn't go anywhere but you have these amazing promos. Or you'd have just Joe.
1: Uh we we, we no, I I, I can't uh, I can't say a bad word against guess, not Joey Legend
0: himself, but the character just Joe, which was just uh oh this guy said this in the locker room and then that guy gets beaten up.
1: <laughs> so. well, but again that's, that's how the the good thing uh the good thing about independent wrestling is you, you, you get bit more leeway to expand your characters somewhat because it's more for you to get for you to get over you have to put the work in and you don't because you don't have a corporate machine behind you so you, you can you, you can flesh out your characters a bit more than you can maybe on a bigger stage because you're you're in a system for lack of a better term
0: uh so it wasn't long after after the the I mean, you, you did say who, it's Grado, of course, is Grant yep. Bar. But was, was it wasn't a long before I yourself.
1: I haven't broken the fourth wall there, have I?
0: No, I was, was going <laughs> to like make it a big thing later on, but it's fine. We're, we're all good. Everyone, I think everyone oh, knows okay. sorry by now. Uh, I, I didn't have any plan to make it a big thing, but I thought it was going to be like a reveal that Grant Bar's is Grado. Uh, so it wasn't long before you beat Adam Shame and Hatred for the SWA Tag Team Championships. Uh Again, I mean, I don't know. I ask I ask folk now if they're a belt guy, if if they like, if, if they're like belts are the coolest thing ever, or it's just a, a trust thing. What what was your opinion when, when you were told you're gonna go and win these titles? uh, for the first
1: time? uh being 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 a younger guy and only been in for a year at that point, of course it's a big deal. And it's like because in the day when you get into wrestling, the whole appeal of it is the glory of it What well, for again for lack of a better term so when you when you find out that you're going to win a title of course it's going to be it's, it's a nice ego boost for you you're always going to say oh yay and even back and back then when i was a younger guy i, I thought it was a cool thing to, I, especially from not really having a lot of faith in your ability at that point like as I had a couple of matches I thought was passable, but I know I had matches that were I'm not allowed any swear words, but it's not great. <laughs> was it's, there, a, it's always a good it's always a good vote of confidence that somebody believes in you that they'll put a title on you.
0: Was there any any I don't know, but not backlash, but because you, you were you and, Gr- and Grade O were so young a year in. Uh was there any thought these guys shouldn't I Because mean, the roster at that point. I mean, I was just looking through the results. Around about that time, you had your Adam Shame, you had your Conscious, you had your, uh, you had all these uh, sabotage. You had all these like big names at the time. Um, was, was there any like from? No, or... I
1: felt c- the um, the good thing about the SWA tag team division, especially when it first started, was there was a lot of outsiders. So it was like there was ourselves, there was, uh, Gothica. There was um, oh, soaring High. Sorry, Falcon and Mickey, I couldn't remember the tag team name. Um, but most of the opponents were all outside talent, so it was never. And all the the SWA teams were all young teams, so I don't think there was any sort of a backlash in terms of tag division because, like all the names you mentioned, were all heavyweight title contenders, so they course, were yeah. they were working the upper part of the card where we were all fighting over the tag team titles and. The first half means.
0: So, so if anything they probably preferred it. It's like keeping not not keeping you sound, but like keeping you in that division, and then they could just do what they they want in the. But in the main event,
1: it, it was a great learning experience because you were working, you were working outside talent on every show, so and it was always something different. So it would be like working i seventeen, working getting work against hatred, obviously getting Adam who was a heavyweight title contender, getting to work against him. Uh, and at one point worked with Johnny Moss. We worked uh, against a lot of three CW three camp wrestling guys, so it was a great learning experience to work so many different styles so early on. Uh,
0: and then, of course, uh, I think we were
1: two-time champions. Uh, uh, two-time, uh, two-time champions, second time one-off two K. wolfgang Wolfgang and uh, yep. uh, Darkseid.
0: Uh, so I was, absolutely- I
1: was actually watching the, the the angle that set set up the first time. I was like, oh. No. The crowd are into this. <laughs> it's, like, it's like memory lane. I've been, I've been, watching, I've been watching a lot of the, the old videos lately from back then. Like I've been collating them all in a video archive. That I taped a lot more, not as much these days, but I taped a lot more stuff back then. So also, I have a little, I have, a, I have a very valuable video archive of of really old SWA shows that I'm trying to collate into some sort of collection. I mean, I
0: suppose nowadays everything's generally everything's recorded so it's a bit easier for you to collect them because uh, like uh, when you work at Reckless or, or Respect they're pretty much all, all recorded mm-hmm. now. Um, so wasn't long after that I don't think that uh, uh, Guido of course took his extended break for however mm-hmm. how long. Uh, so you were you now on your own. Um, was that a, a big, did you find that was a big uh, learning experience? You're no longer the tag team guy, you had to go and be uh, Glenda
1: Barr, singles wrestler. It it was um it was a shock. It was a very much a shock because um not that how do I put this? It's not a light on, but I, I like the way we and Grado work together because it, it, it used to get said that I would be the workhorse and he would be the 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 charisma because from day one Grado's always just had it from and. The, the sports and the sports entertainment point of view and just being able to get a crowd into something where I don't think he I don't think he would regret me saying that I was probably the more technical of the, the two of us so that I could I could carry the work and he could carry the, the pizzazz so I always work great at the tag team so once you remove one half of that equation and it's all on you it's definitely a, a big learning curve that you have to overcome. And uh, It took me a while. I think took took you're you're absolutely
0: time. absolutely right. Because I'm sure when I to things like wrestling daft, he, I think Radio has admitted himself. It's like I you had no business being in the ring, but thankfully you were doing the work, and he was coming in to to g the crowd up, and then you did the work, <laughs> and then that was that was the dynamic. Uh,
1: for... as, as you say, it's, it's pure panel. Oh. Like, I, I I'm trying. I was trying to think of a panel in my head or, that would. But he like? I'd probably be, be, be buttons, and he'd probably be the fairy godmother. They're probably the closest. <laughs> I just realised what I just said there and probably probably shouldn't have said it, but uh, well.
0: that. Th- thankfully, I don't have a Photoshop guy, so I'm, and I'm not very well versed. I in I, I, myself, I don't so.
1: believe that for a second. I've seen I've seen some of your, your Twitter posts.
0: Oh, oh, oh no, I, I yeah, I, I'm I'm very surprised how far I've gotten without paying anyone to do my graphics. It's it's. Uh, incredible <laughs> this far. Um, so yeah, so you're striking out your own. When How long was it before you you'd, you were now the Lowland Superstar? Uh, was that... Oh, that took a while.
1: I um, so, I started I went... So I stayed babyface for I'm going to say a few years, I'm trying to think when it would have been four years I think, I think it's 2011. I turned heel yeah. So, like I I would only ever worked once to the heel, which was um, the Lowlanders' debut in Bell's Health. when when Esther's original show, the Lowlanders actually worked heel, and yeah, Austin, uh, yeah, um, and it was the only show we worked heel. I think Oh no, we worked two to we worked two shows heel. Um, the 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 good old boy Scottish tag team worked worked heel for the first two shows in SWA. That, you know. Um. So I basically when I went out on my own, I had no clue what I was going to do. I thought, you know what, just try and stick to what's working and just be yourself and see if it, see if it goes anywhere. And I found it hard just being on my own because I didn't I didn't have at that point. I'm I'm very. And so I'm, I'm a very insular person. I find it really hard this bit to engage with people and engage with fans. So even as a baby face, I was like, oh, "I know this isn't working," but I don't know any other way because I'd never worked here. I'd even I'd not I hadn't even considered it in training. And then I had to do it in one session, and this was like four years later since so we've been mid twenty ten. I gave it a go. I thought, like, oh, okay. I might be able to do something with this. But it, it took a lot of convincing. And eventually, 2011, I, I fa- <laughs> found out one night that I was working here in the main event. So there wasn't a turn. There wasn't a big turn. I, just, I turned up one night and became the lone superstar. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't call myself a lone superstar at that point. I think it was Scotland's best secret at that point. And I eventually merged into the superstar. Once, once I started getting the jacket and started the persona, like, I think I I turned up doing my best Drew Galloway impression because I turned up in a purple sh- uh, and just a purple shirt and tried to look like a corporate champ and I thought oh, no that, that's me a heel now I'm I, I'm I'm dressing up nice I must be I must be a heel now <laughs> and it took a while. it took it took about a year for me to actually get into the whole character th- side of it and actually get down being an asshole like, I, I know how to wrestle like a heel but actually looking like a heel. That's two separate things to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, mean, I, I thought it would have be been quicker. Because like you say, when you said yourself, you, engaging with the crowd, speaking to the crowd, you said yourself that wasn't your, you're your the wrestler, you like doing the wrestling bit, but the crowd bit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, four years of, of, of doing mm-hmm. that, that's... I, again,
1: but I get, I, I'm very much a guy, if I'm having fun, it's fun. Like, I, I, I'm no, I'm not in this for glory. I'm not in this for the spotlight. I'm in this because I love wrestling. Cause it's, it's just fun. Like, so, I, I, I was talking to someone in in my shoot work the other day, and they said, "Like, why do you do it?" I said, "Well, some people jump up and jump off cliffs to get adrenaline rushes. I put on a headlock. That's basically how I see wrestling. It's just, it's just so much fun." It's, it's just, it's just, it's just total silliness and it didn't bother me at that point because I was happy being on the, I was happy being on the card and I was happy that I was putting in good performances, like, my, my main claims for something I've always been proud of, that I can have a work, I can have a match with anyone, like, just give, give me someone I can work with and I'll get a match out of them, and I'm, and 99 times out of 100 I think I've managed that. I thought it'd been fun fun to do it and I've always said that if this ever feels like work, I'll quit and I'll find something else to do with my life. And thankfully we haven't hit that point yet. Um but it got to the point where as I said, sorry, this is a ran. This is long winded. Um I never got to do promos. I never attempted doing promos. I never even thought of doing any character work. I just came out, did my thing, back home. Everyone's happy, no everyone ended up safe. And the first night I had to work heel. I had to do a, I had to do a promo in the opening segment. Never done a pro, I'd never done a promo in my life, but just being awful That's the, all I had in my head. I had nothing planned, just being awful Like I've, and I basically channeled my best, so my, my best Ric Flair impression, and just and just did a promo. I thought, oh, I can do this. And I, I don't have to... It's not. I'm engaging with the crowd, but I'm not really engaging with the crowd. And I'm talking. I didn't... It sounds it's a horrible thing to say, but I'm actually talking to people. This is weird. <laughs> but I like it. That, that's
0: the... I mean, heel is... I, I mean, it's, I was going to say it's easier because it's easy to get people not to like you by just talking down to them or, or anything like that. Whereas, yeah, I, I can't imagine... Having to go out and try and get a cheer. I mean, my my one my very brief spell doing any sort of shows, I got to be, I was healed. So it was great. I, I just had to be an absolute dick. So, so it was fantastic.
1: I, I, I always, I always, the, the best compliment I ever got, and I wish I could remember who it was is who, who said it to me, but they compared me to Bob Eaton because they said, you know what, you can do the tag stuff. Now you've got to do the, the single stuff. And that, I always hoped that my work would would carry me through and I think it just got to the point where I thought, you know what, this this isn't working anymore, I need to change it up. And thankfully I got the opportunity for it and it made a massive difference. And
0: I suppose it would be right about that time, of 2011, that's when things were starting to go from um, the shows were just a couple shows a year and of course the, the Vice documentary came out and think people are going to shows more uh, did do you did you find there was a point from your memory that you, you saw the business go from like just a couple shows wasn't really a, a serious thing to being that kind of boom that happened uh, 2011 2012 time
1: Well, like well I, I always I always think it's, it's always been bubbling up because it's, when I like the first show I ever went to see like the first Scottish show, everyone to see was in Lumwood. and I'm gonna say there was maybe a hundred people there if you're looking, and it was in a big sports center, and the place just looked not empty, but they only they only sort of used like a quarter of the sports hall, and it it didn't look right. It didn't look it didn't feel like big time. Whereas in a year, West SWA, we were running belt, we were running the Matt Busby, and we were filling the entire hall. And I thought, oh, this is this is different. This is this is far removed from what I first witnessed. And then we did the gathering, and the first one that was two that was two thousand people. I was like, wow. I was like, you could you could see, you could see it build up and build up. And after that, all of a sudden, W three L was getting big. It was already there, but W three L was getting big. BCW was drawing big crowds in Kamonak like, every every show. And it just. It, Ever since I, I've started, I've got to see the rise of Scottish, and I've got to see it take off from where it was. Because at the time when I started, all we had really was the tribute shows. Oh yeah, there wasn't like. <laughs> then once you had BCW start, and then you had SCW, and then SW start, we were off to the races. Uh, I
0: mean, they were still right about. There's they were still around at that time. Was did you ever get an offer for for any of the tribute shows? Did did, did... <laughs>
1: No, thank no, thankfully, I've, they started to die not die out, but because I do remember once uh, we were doing wasn't the first gathering, it was uh, the battle zone, and I remember they were advertising for the login center, and I mem I remember it drew something like thirteen hundred people. <laughs> and I was like, wow, for like fake Undertaker and just. It's a different time. It's a very different time, and thankfully, I've got to I've got to see the the good times and oh. the rise of Scottish wrestling. Because at the moment, like it's hard it's hard to imagine a period in, in time ever with Scottish wrestling not being busy. I mean, you've got you've got representatives in Ring of Honor. You've got Nikki and WWE. You've got Kaye. You've got Kaylee with the UK title. So it's like. It's got to be, uh, we've got to be the most notable ICW in the network. I mean, this has got to be the biggest time for Scottish wrestling at the moment. And unfortunately, the pandemic's hit. but th- thankfully we're almost out of it. And hopefully we'll see it continue. Yeah,
0: that, that is the weird thing, because there's 5 million people in Scotland. And at one point, we had six champions in WWE which is the the global brand the global brand of sports entertainment as they would say um which yeah ridiculous it's -hmm. it doesn't seem possible and yet and yet it has it has happened
1: um i believe in the accent
0: i I think apparently Uh, apparently americans are fascinated
1: by scottish accent
0: i know it it, the thing is about americans as well they're fascinated by scottish accent but it scares them that there's so many within a very uh small area (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> mine's quite I've got very I, I think I've got quite a like a soft accent uh but I'm, I'm like an hour up the road to Aberdeen which is a nightmare uh, to to hear anyone speak and then Inverness is the other hour and that's again a whole new world for words and uh and then you go down Central Belt absolutely insane like nobody speaks the same and yet, Americans are fascinated by the accent. Yeah. And, and
1: I, I, well, the half of them they meet that they, they, they tell you about the Scottish granny. That's, <laughs> that's, that's always the one. <laughs> I,
0: I'm sure it happened to me. I, I was I was in, well not even America, I was a Canada, uh, when I was 14, and uh, someone came up to my mum because it was me and her they went over, and she went, "Oh, do you know do you know my friend?" Uh, and said his name was, "Oh, they live in Livingston." I lived in Rothes. <laughs> That's a very fu- Like I haven't even been to Livingston. I don't think I've. Ever, I don't think I've ever went through and I'm thirty now, and it's just no. Wow. I did not <laughs> Just you, you don't understand. I don't. I know Americans will go eight hours on a highway to get to anywhere and, and not bat an eye, but I'm not going more than ninety minutes outside of my house if I can avoid it. <laughs> uh, do uh, anything. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I went and I went over to see family in Canada and. 2007, I think it was. 2006, it was, and I went and d- went to a training school there, and I was, I was, t- I was teaching some because I'm British, so I was a technical wrestler, so I was, I was, I was teaching them holds, and I was explaining the psychology of it, and they were all looking like this, and I went through this whole thing about an, about a wrist lock, and they went, "Cool, we didn't get a word of that." <laughs> can you please slow down? i <laughs> like, I'm not talking fast. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> but they're just fascinated at how such a stream of consciousness can come out of a mouth at that speed. Yeah. And with that dialect.
0: <laughs> so, so we'll move a little bit forward there. So, so grab the <laughs> bar. He's gone. He's, he's yeah, dead. I go in tangents. It's uh, so, so absolutely fine. Uh, and then, of course, you're reunited in uh, SWA in 2015, the rebirth. You might have been reunited beforehand. Again, I'm just I'm basing all my information from Germans. Uh, it was yourself versus Grado, SWA rebirth. For yourself, was this kind of like a, like, a, like a pinnacle point? You started as the tag team Ooh. and then this is you facing each other.
1: I think you missed one out. I think you might have missed one. I'm sure there would have been I'm sure. uh, the we tagged again one night only, in a, a ten man tag in Motherwell. It was yeah. main event. It was uh, Adam Shame, Raging Bull, the Lowlanders, and Eric Canyon against Britain's Most Wanted, BT Gun. Oh, Falcon and Micken, I think. Oh, with Falcon on our side. Trying, try to find it. I'm, oh,
0: I'm St. Bride,
1: just... St Brides Hall and Motherwell would have been. It would have been twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen.
0: Oh, hang on, I'm, I'm twenty eleven. That's probably not. That's not going to help, is it? Uh... No, it, it was. <laughs> um,
1: we. It was an old school versus new school ten man tag.
0: I mean, I don't know why I'm still looking at. I'll. I'll, I'll uh, sorry.
1: I think you, you'll <laughs> know better than I do, so I'm taking your word for it. So, so you, you so, teamed with. But with so we did that cool. We got we we got to we, so we got to do the Lowlanders' greatest hits things like that for one. Minute. But then we got because I'd been asking for, bring him, just bring him in, just bring him in. When I wanted a return match. At one point, at one point, I even offered to drive to his house and bring him down, and bring him over so we could get a match together. Which, shockingly, wasn't taken up by the promoter. Um, but uh, yeah, twenty fifteen, we finally we finally got a we finally we finally got the the Dumb the Dumb Bar match. Uh, and <laughs> it was a good. I, I wish we would have had a chance to promote it better because I I had a whole string of promos that I'd I'd planned planned out for it, but unfortunately things took a, a different direction. But it was good to actually get that one match room because I I always knew I could have a good match room. Like it was like that, that that would have that was my that was my Ric Flair steamboat match. Just total me being a complete, complete dick against the the Scottish version of Dusty Rhodes. That that would have been my that was my NWA title clash of champions in the cage match that I had I had in my head.
0: Um, yeah, um, I mean, I mean, Twenty fifteen was was his kind of. I think I would. I guess that was probably his like peak. That was where he was. Oh, Everywhere I, in Scotland, anyway. And then Thank the year you.
1: after, well, uh, w- I mean, it's still a big deal. It was, it was on the New Year show. Oh
0: well, yeah, I mean, was <laughs> amazing.
1: It's, like, uh, who would have thought in twenty twenty you would see a Scottish, you would see a Scottish wrestler on the Hogmanay show? <laughs> <laughs> f- I, I, that blows my mind. Uh, yeah, totally uh, blows my mind. It, yeah, he's still. I mean, I, I put up the wee joke. Of
0: course, the joy, the, the uh, Battle Blanc jokes going around at the moment with him looking like your dad, and uh, it's, it just. It's a question that always comes up, and that's why I put the caption of "Oh, you like the Scottish wrestling? Do you know Grado?" And it's it's still still true as it was twenty fifteen and it is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, this this episode isn't the Grado show. So I think that, no, I think we no. can kind of draw the line. Sure. Right. I quite like
1: that. I prefer the little superstar show. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so caption here. <laughs> we'll go to. I said we'll jump in and out and go all around the place because I, I missed a very poor note back in twenty twelve, uh where you faced Johnny Kidd. Yes. One.
1: So of course but, Johnny Kidd
0: is is a pretty big name in British wrestling in general. Um
1: what, did you he is the nicest man I've ever I've ever met in wrestling. Without a shadow of a doubt. He's just the absolute gentleman. and uh, that that was I can uh I can't even remember how that match came about. I, I remember they they brought him in, and I was I I'd, I'd done a tryout for zero one to try and get my name out and try and work work Japan. And um, they brought him in for one shot, and, and they said, "Oh, that'll that that'll be a match because I was still te- I was still doing the the. I was only just getting started as a heel. So I was in twelve. Did you say uh, so again, Yeah, again? So I have not had so much fun in a wrestling match in a long, long time. It's uh, it's a guy who absolutely knows his craft down to a tee. He, I just I just loved Johnny. It was such an amazing experience. Like we'd lock up, and uh, he'd lean in and go, "You're gonna love this one," and then do some weird twenty-five reversal thing, and I'd end up on the floor, and he'd be giggling. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to sell, but I can't. This is so much fun. <laughs> I'm getting schooled by Johnny Kidd.
0: <laughs> I mean, it must must be just. I mean, it must be amazing to look at him who, who would have wrestled far longer at that point. thinking he's he's still just absolutely just loving every second
1: of this. Yeah, because I was like, I was I was calling I was calling sports. He's like, I'll oh, do that, and I'll 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 take it. So like Johnny, you're like you're like at that point, I'm trying. It's like, you don't need to be doing this. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm here to put you over. I don't I don't I have no issue with that. Just just do just. Have yourself no, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. I was like, All right, cool, <laughs> it's like, yes, sir. But yeah. no, absolute, absolute gentleman in the ring, and just absolutely knows his craft. Something that's uh, why he's had such a long career, just uh, absolutely. Brilliant. One of the best experiences I've had in wrestling,
0: and then, of course, you end up going over to Romania as well for uh, Tom Fulton's uh, RWA. So you've already mentioned
1: my my, my, my second favourite man in wrestling outside, of Johnny Kidd.
0: I still I have already mentioned uh it actually hasn't got out yet, but I, I love Tom Fulton's whole gimmick thing, which is he's Man from the future but can only come back in time for one match and he can't change the future. It's just I I love every bit of it. It's so you uh,
1: left out you left out the bit the the only tapes of wrestling that the in the year three thousand are are all of 80's wrestling. I see. That's that's what sells the gimmick for me.
0: How <laughs> you gonna forget that? <laughs>
1: we 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 managed to do a, a twenty five minute match once, where the biggest spot was an axe handle. <laughs> I, th- I think I think we must have taken three bumps between us. but uh, the greatest match ever. I'd I, I, yeah. I, do, I don't know if, if one of your questions is the whole. Uh, who's your favorite opponent? That's you know, Tom. Probably <laughs> By a mile.
0: Uh, I be the, the other moment then I'll just bring up now is uh, one of the matches that I saw you in, which oh. was uh, I can't remember twenty. No 20 fourteen. um twenty fourteen. It was it was your yourself versus Kevin Williams, uh, in Dundee Ardler Complex, and it was the bomb.
1: The bomb. Finish.
0: Yeah. Whose idea?
1: I I have I have to I have to tip my cap to Mr Williams in that one. I I I I quite, I quite I'm always a big fan of passive potato spots. I always think I always think uh especially from the Eddie Guerrero sort of chair spot is just and who end whoever ends up with it. And uh, to be honest, it was gonna be a finish up it was gonna be like anything else on the show. So I'll I i i will the only thing I added to it was I wanted I wanted the fake explosion spot because we we didn't have a way to finish it. Well, let me do the car in the corner bit and <laughs> just roll me up. That was the second one, I believe. The first the first one was the, the NES controller spot.
0: Oh, uh, is that, is I tap to the V button. That was
1: wrestling's
0: weird.
1: See, wait. To, to the, the viewers and listeners at home, you have to understand, this is why I love wrestling. <laughs> wrestling is silly, and these have questions you don't have to answer because wrestling is just silly. And that's <laughs> the way it should be, and just accept it.
0: Exactly. When you write down, uh, match ended when uh, Kim Williams threw up a bomb in the ring. And,
1: um... <laughs> to be honest, half the reason I agreed to it was because I wanted K's match to write, Kevin Williams defeated Glendon Bar via bombum because I can imagine what that would look like and how fun- <laughs> and how silly that would be <laughs> unfortunately, um, unfortunately we, we didn't get to do it on the DDP show because I would love the feedback after that <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I remember that show that was so much fun that was so cool was a, uh, uh, it was weird that
1: was one of the most interesting shows I, I've ever, I'd ever seen to and fair play to DDP watched every match
0: you uh, well, loved it. The, the show the finish well the the rumble itself was just weird. There was a, at some point uh, a, a guy dressed as a superhero, uh, Super Stevie. Uh, there was El Gimpo Loco, which you know that's just incredible. Uh, and yeah, then
1: me and Tom Fulton on that show, we managed to pull pull off the we we call we always call it the Tom Fulton spot it's come in duck the duck line take the hurricane ran off the ropes he comes in the corner I, sh- I shoot him over he kicks me in the outside. does the axe handle back in we managed to pull that off in about <laughs> in a rumble <laughs> six people didn't we uh, but I mean that, that
0: show had a, a, yeah DDP was just was, so, so did you get any feedback from did, if you watched every match on the show did, did he
1: no uh, unfortunately not because, no, not because we were in rumble unfortunately like, oh, I should have asked uh, so yeah, no, um, what 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 he said? What he said? Uh, uh, you, you miss hundred percent the shots you don't take. I think that's what you said this afternoon.
0: I think I'm going to try and try and contact him for for a very tedious link. DDP, I've got you on the show, Scottish Wrestling Network, because you work one <laughs> show. <laughs> Once you know, you
1: know you know what if you don't ask, you don't get.
0: Exactly. I'm I'm hoping I've got a bunch of emails that haven't been responded to. yet Fingers crossed. I'm going to get some weird guests in in the future. Um, Anyway, so we were speaking uh, about RWA, uh, and then yes. we got sidetracked. Uh, so you, you said that you had issues with Canadians whose whose language is primarily English but well, French in you know, some places. What was it, did you take any training at, at RWA, and how was that for a language barrier, or was it, were you just there to actually just wrestle on the
1: show? Well, the the first show that we did um, for RWA. Um, three days before, before we were supposed to leave, I, I tore all the ligaments in my ankle. Uh, I, was supposed to, I was supposed to wrestle Tom in the show and I tore through all the ligaments in my ankle in training. So I flew to, Rome, I flew, flew to Romania with a very, very large ankle. And uh, so I had to cut a promo in English to Romanian fans. I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? I'm thinking, just talk, just be yourself. So you know, The whole thing is, you enunciate. Which I know I've not done a lot of so far on this, on this <laughs> podcast, but I'm trying hard. <laughs> but um, most of the time, there are a lot of people who do speak, speak a lot of English. there. So even though it was a, a very foreign country, the language barrier wasn't as bad. And if there was something complex I had to get over, then there was always someone who could translate it and so I feed it, feed it in. It's, people will have more issues with my speech when it's the same language <laughs> than someone else's. Uh, so so but yeah, uh, um, I, I did. I did get a chance to do do some training because at that point I'd started taking training for SWA. I was doing a lot. I'd started doing some of the big hour classes at that point, so I got to do a few training sessions with the Romanian wrestlers, and that was good fun. That it, it, it was because I was still new to doing the training thing at that point. It was, it, it was a good learning experience to try and take what I knew and relay it again to someone completely in a language who didn't really have any idea of what I'd done beforehand, if you know what I mean?
0: Um, I mean, your, your record for, for like championships. I mean we are, we haven't even got to your second uh go as a tag team, uh, which I think everyone everyone's a big fan of, of Alex Cavanaugh, so they'd be disappointed if I don't mention him. But uh, even oh, outside
1: of that you, 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 you missed a class you missed a classic <laughs> chance for a pun there.
0: Uh, I was well, going forg- I'll go- I'll to say everyone forgot everyone forgot my second time no, 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 but you know no, no. I just she uh... she didn't say that you didn't say that um, so Sam <laughs> outside of that edit. you had you, had, uh, you were SWAT division champion Laird of the Ring uh, yep. Pride wrestling champion and then uh, outside of that of course you were uh, undisputed champion in Keith Ness uh, you I probably you... Reckless <laughs> 10 Reckless 10 champion as well um, Respect Respect champion man I'm just that Nope, uh, I'm
1: nope I haven't won.
0: junior the... heavyweight. That's why I've written it
1: down. SAW junior heavyweight. So, yes.
0: so you, you've you've really lived up to the Lowland superstar name, collecting all these belts everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Um, but yes, I, I I'd almost forgotten uh, your team with Alex Kavanagh, uh, as of course the forgotten. So uh, going from of course my, my, team... my own
1: personal Jimmy Del Rey. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: I... the, the, the sheer thought of that in my brain has has hurt my feelings. Uh, but so so you went from tag team to singles, back to tag team. So what was it like trying to get that that uh, dynamic back?
1: This is going to sound like a total insult. I don't mean that way, but like unlike the Lowlanders, where like we weren't thrown together, but it wasn't we we want two guys that hung out together very much. Whereas me and Cav were very were. We had exactly the same ideas of what wrestling was, and we loved the same. So, as I say, he's my personal Jimmy Del Ray, which makes me Doctor Tom, which I don't know. Uh, uh, to be fair, yeah, I've got the body for it. <laughs> um, we we we're just it uh, was the same that '80s '90s mindset where we both loved demolition. We both loved the, those night, very early '80s, early '90s WF tag teams and how it so it just clicked like that. It was like. We, we didn't really have to, like, we didn't have to do a lot of work on the gimmick. Just, let's just be two guys who are assholes who so just like 80s tag teams. <laughs> let's just do as many 80s tag team spots as we can think of.
0: Um, uh, all I've got in my head right now is uh, is Calv doing the Jiggle Del Rey uh, uh, wiggle, which... Yep. Yep, that's a that's vision I'm not going to be able to get in my head anytime soon. Uh so, so... of time
1: to train so I'm used to... <laughs> uh, see, it, 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 it's, uh, what's, it's what's what, what you get desensitised to it after a while.
0: I mean, you've had plenty of experience seeing it. This is just the first time it going into my head. It's just, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my nightmare. So Enjoy it's it. It's really just,
1: yeah. just let it rattle around in there for a while and then just expunge it however you <laughs> need to. Uh,
0: so we'll move to 2016. We'll probably end up <laughs> skipping back and forth because I, every time I'm going to mention Calv now, that's, that's my brain fried. Um, Dundee, 2016. Hell for Lycra, like, probably. Uh, you were against Colt Cabana. So,
1: another... Another personal highlight.
0: Another pretty big name. So, you've already faced the likes of uh, Johnny Moss, like you said. Johnny Kidd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Coffey. All the Jays. So, you're now in the ring with, with Colt Cabana. Uh, how... how what, was your, what was your thoughts and feelings when you were told you were getting this match? And uh, how did it go on the day? Uh, I...
1: Well, you we talk about Johnny Kidd. Uh when I found out I was gonna wrestle Colt, uh I I got a little bit excited 'cause I'd watched I'd watched a random match between Johnny and Colt when Colt did his first European tour. And it was just it, it was a British rounds match and it was it was just utter glory just watching these two guys just exchanging British holds and I was like, Oh, I can't wait to this, it's gonna be so much fun. And it would just he's so easy to plan a match with because Colt has his spots. He knows his spots. It's like it's like end of the day, I'm coming I'm coming in to do do the business. You do you, you, you do your stuff and everyone's gonna go home happy. So like I had no I'm trying, what's the word I'm looking for here? I was under no delusion to grandeur, what, 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 what the, the business of the match was, so I was ha- I was happy to be in the ring with someone who is an international star and he's working he's in working AEW, he's, he's worked all over the world. Um, It was just such a great experience to be able to have the opportunity, because you don't get opportunities like that very often, or at least I don't get opportunities like that. So to be able to get in the ring with someone and see how somebody like that works in front of a big crowd, is such a great learning, learning experience. And it helped. The more, the the biggest thing I learned from that match is how to pace the match because I had a million ideas I wanted to do, and about two minutes, I think we don't need to do any of this. Like we've we've got them, why bother? I was, I was like, let's just keep them while they're hot and just do the spots that we need to. Like he's very good at working on the fly and he's very good at at working a match to the crowd instead of coming with your match and just, I, I've, 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 I've planned this, this is what we're doing. And that was the biggest thing I took away from it.
0: Well, pretty much, I mean, it, it, it's, it's it's one of those things, like we'll go back to the old panto, sports entertainment, all that kind of thing, soap opera. If you can get the crowd to go nuts with doing like as little as possible, then
1: you've done your job. I'll... I'll, 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 I'll... I know, segue, sorry. Sorry. But uh, I think it was the second match I worked for SWE in Dundee. I worked a match against Jam O'Malley. It was the second match on the show. And we worked 12 minutes and we took a combined total of zero bumps and the, fin- the finish was a body slam with my feet in the ropes. And I had people chasing me out of the hall. <laughs> That's pro wrestling to me. Like... It's not about it's it's not about the action like I, I I could have a match that has a million spots in it but if the crowd are sitting on their hands and it wasn't a good match if, if I can get if I can get people chasing me out of a hole with when doing nothing that's that's my that's my my bar I set for my for my performance if the crowd like it I like I like it uh, yeah. With the match recall, cool. like it was right from the as soon as we started, the crowd were for it. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be easy. And I like easy nights.
0: I mean I mean wrestling in general, it's 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 uh it's reaction over action. So as long as, long as you've got them uh making oh, the yeah. noise, then that's that's all good. Um so yeah, from that point onwards, I've just listed basic stuff now. So you're yeah, you know, so you seem to. I'll go to the fan questions because I've got loads of them, so we'll get through them. Uh, but you seem to be a uh, lot, a lot of wrestlers from like source, and, and that you seem to be the, the guy that takes them through their first match now. Uh, whether it whether it's uh,
1: I I used to pride myself that was the only politicking that I, I said I've ever ever done in wrestling is I've tried I've tried to be people to, to make people's debuts, just because I find I find it fun. But that was like, that's
0: kind of why I had to get you on because by that point I'd done that many interviews with Hope from source and they, were, they always said, "Oh, uh, Glenda Barr had my first match," or or uh, when when I was about to have my first match, Glenda Barr would come past the are You nervous? Yes, good. <laughs> and then walk away. So
1: i i i i, I always t- i always took it as a sign trust. trusting me. I've I've always prided myself in being that mechanic of being the guy who you can have a match with everyone. So whoever, whatever it is, and whatever gimmick, if that's their debut, ah, stick them with Dunbar. He'll get a match at them. Which is all, which, uh, if that's the, the epitaph for my career, I'm more than happy with. They say that I was, I like to think, consider myself that I'm a skeleton key. You can fit me in with anyone. Uh, if, that, if that's what people take away from it, I'm more than happy with that.
0: Uh, so we'll get back to wrestling in a moment. We'll go to the questions. Like I said, I got absolutely loads. I, I, it's just some I will have very strong opinions about when we get to them. But we'll okay. just start right from the top and work our way down. So I've uh, got Space King Mikey, uh, Manlon, if uh, yep. I really. He just put three Desert Island games and PS Sunset Rite, there's better be in there.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I, I thought I was the biggest fan of arcade games until I, until I met Manlon. We there there has been quite a few nights where we've been sat up playing ridiculously old arcade games. Um, Sunset Riders is my number one. I will say that um, for anyone who doesn't know what Sunset Riders is, it came out. Uh, I'm going to say very early nineties. It's um it, it's basically Streets of Rage, but in the Wild West. It's probably the best way I could put it. To anyone who's played, I just I just played Streets of Rage four last night, so it, fe- it felt very Sunset Riders when I played it. It's it's just the most ridiculous over the top beat em up you will ever play. Of every Western trope ever put on, on film done in this game is just tremendous. And it's just ridiculously good fun. Um number two would be Skyrim. Which okay. I can hear Manlin from from half a world away shout shouting of at me. <laughs> The best open world game that's ever been made. That's, that's just a fact. Although, I have to say, I'm only halfway through The Witcher 3, so any Witcher fans, I apologise. But I haven't finished the game yet. Um, and number three... Ooh. It's got to be Wrestlefest. It's, in terms of the arcade games, definitely the best arcade game. No no disrespect to the Royal Rumble. WrestleFest is still the king of arcade games. Although, WrestleMania Wrestling's close. I did get a shot at WrestleMania Wrestling nowadays and it's as close to WrestleFest as you could get. It's very well done.
0: I'll, I'll keep, I'm going to wait until, because I'm, I'm very bad for committing to games if they're like full price, so I'm, I'm going to wait until they have maybe a, a, a sale and then pick up WrestleMania Wrestling.
1: I, I, I'm awful. I, I have a rule that I won't spend any more than 15 quid on a game. Yeah.
0: Pretty much, I, my, my uh, Skyrim. is the only
1: one I bought. I paid full price for, but like I just bought um Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the Epic sale because it's down to fifteen quid, <laughs> and I've been wanting to play it for ages. But I bought it, but it's, it's hit my limit. I'm good. I'm now waiting for No Man's Sky to get down there as well, so I can play it in VR on the P- PS4. But no, uh, pretty much the same. Uh, usually, it's
0: about a tenner because I don't I don't play enough games to commit to that amount. Anything more than a tenner, because usually my PS4 is just a very expensive Blu-ray player. Uh, that's I, pretty much it now. And streaming device, even the WWE Network doesn't work on it really well.
1: At, at the moment, I, I'm obsessed with Subnautica. Uh, a, I picked a, it
0: up in the, in the uh, was it days of play
1: thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm just absolutely obsessed with it. <laughs> I've, I've, put, I've put in 30 hours over the last week. <laughs> it's I'm, just, I'm it's so well, for well done it. for for a game.
0: I'm too impatient, because every time I go into it, I will oh, play. A, I'll, I'll try and play this. I haven't no. played it yet, and it just loads up. I'm like, I can't bother now. I'm just I've, I've, I've read I Fortnite recently, and I still don't get it, but I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> pretty much how I the stage there, I'm at now.
1: There was a period a couple of years ago where I was, I was out of a job, and all I did was play Fortnite all day. And it's like, I look back on it, and I was like, why did you do that to yourself? <laughs> what? I, to be fair, I used to be a World of Warcraft nut, so but, uh, <laughs> I'm five years clean. It should, be, it, should be like, it should be like you know, like the AA tokens you get in America for how many years you've been sober. You should have a Warcraft one that just had
0: <laughs> I've never played it. My only experience of World of Warcraft is uh South Park, make love, not Warcraft.
1: Yep.
0: That's that's it. I looked at it and I thought I, I saw too I, much. That, of should be,
1: that should be the tagline for my career. How do you kill that which has no life?
0: But no, I I watched myself I saw myself too much in the in the fat guy uh playing games. Uh, it's like bald head, beard, I, glasses
1: I do not I d like... I d I, I, I d I don't I don't want to say anything. You're not sitting the right pose, it needs to be more.
0: It's <laughs> just great for the audio content. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I saw myself too much and I thought, no, and then and then people started parodying it by putting like wrestling t-shirts on, it's like, no, that's too much for me <laughs> i need to uh, it's, it's, just too, it's just too on the nose um, anyway, so i, I was your desert island games we'll move on, we've got uh, Big Benny uh, next, another one yeah. who was very high high of crazy in, in episodes I don't know if it's in the most recent one because we, we did a second chat with them, which was just a swear fest really uh, wait, because... wait,
1: what, you, what you mean Benny likes to talk?
0: Oh, I I mind.
1: Right, the boys are charming, mute. (laughs)
0: Uh, He's asked, on a scale of 0 to 10, 0 meaning impossibility and 10 meaning complete metaphysical certitude, right Benny, stop giving me big words to say because I don't like it. Uh, It's just put, what are the chances that you would have murdered me by now if I was still doing the ring announcing?
1: Uh, So short answer, a solid 15. (laughs) Uh, the long answer. This this all stemmed from uh, we I did a respect show and respect is a small venue, so you planned the match pretty early and we're sitting and we're just watching the whole show. And during every match, he was inst- He was either making a backhand comment about somebody in the ring, or he was getting involved. And in like I, at one point, he tried to be a referee and actually like shouted at the two tag teams to get into each other's corners so he could start the match, and he could do, do his announcing. And I'm sitting, and I wasn't in the best of moods. And I'm sitting and watching this. I mean, he's a great talker. Like, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do this because, like, the empire's built smaller death stars than the size of Benny's head. But he's a great talker, and he was very good at what he was doing. But it was just... Oh. and I don't get angry. I'm, I'm, I'm the most placid guy at a show. I, I don't get angry ever. No one. I think I've blown up maybe three or four times in fifteen years. And he was sitting chatting at halftime and I walked up to him and essentially grabbed him by the scruff of the neck. And if you say one more effing word, that's my one. <laughs> I am literally going to take you outside and I'm going to find your head in a dumpster. <laughs> Deadpan, eyes blazing. And you've never seen the fear of God fly through past somebody's eyes so quickly. Because... <laughs> Of all the people in the locker room, they expect to hear that from. it wasn't me. <laughs> and like, I'm sitting. I was just, and I for the second half of the show, I sat just so you could see me around the back of the curtain. <laughs> Every time it's doing anything, you could see me <laughs> just to mess with him. And to be fair, he played it straight the, like, the second half of the show. And I said, you, and I was like, because he was already in training. So see, see, I did say to him afterwards, you see, see when you're when you're on shows. That mouth is going to get you somewhere, but this was not the night. <laughs> and he learned his lesson because he's uh he's going great guns now. Yeah, well, well he's,
0: he's 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 surely. Well, the boy's putting in the work. How game that? Definitely, but yeah, go back and watch uh, the, the, the We called it Billy and Benny's Excellent Adventure, and then the <laughs> first th- the, the first thing that happened. I don't know if it's you on the recording or if it was just off the recording, but the first thing he said to me was. I mean, we've named it this, but I've never actually seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
1: <laughs> yeah, neither have I. The wife, the, the wife can't understand that.
0: Do you know what i do you know what I've seen it once, and that was fine. That was enough for me. But I was I was just like, when he suggested it as the sequel name, I thought that's too good not to have. So I'm just trying to have it anyway.
1: Surely the sequel would be would be Bill and Benny's Bogus Journey.
0: I mean, it, it could say that, but I'm waiting for a third episode so I can take the making oh, yeah. of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because I don't like Lord of the Rings and Benny hates me for it, so so we're waiting for that one.
1: So, sorry, sorry, sorry. We on um, again. Again, the audio portion of that just didn't love that. But um, yeah, I, why? I just I don't I don't get it. I I, sorry, I need to ask why?
0: I just I don't I don't get it. I didn't like the books. Well, I don't I finish the books. They were too complicated for my brain, and uh, the films. Unfortunately, Clerks 2 ruined the films for me very, very
1: <laughs> okay. quickly. Because okay. I mean,
0: I, I watched the first, I think I watched the first and maybe part of the second. And they're too long. They're not going to superheroes and stuff for me to, to engage that long. Uh, and then they made longer ones. Like, why? But uh, yeah, when, when Clerks 2 had the, uh, the rant about it's just a, it's just a guy walking and <laughs> a mountain with the ring. I, I can't get past it now. That's all I can nope, nope. see.
1: That that the the it's I I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm not as big fan of the Hobbit trilogy because they tried to stretch one book into three movies. And there's a lot of walking in that. <laughs> there's a lot of walking in that even, trilogy. Even the trees walked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh God, no, see, no, no, what have you done? Oh, no. Uh, Anyone who hasn't
0: seen Clerks 2, go watch Clerks 2. That's one of the best films I've ever seen. And, uh, yeah, that probably hurts your feelings even more. (laughs) Anyway.
1: I I just finished the Lego Lord of the Rings game the other day.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, I love Lego games, but I'll get to that. We'll get to that, I'm sure. Anyway, Luke Matthews, he put, exactly how grateful are you for the guy who introduced you to Brother Fire Tribe? (laughs)
1: Uh, again I am I'm a child of the 80s uh, I grew up watching Mike Tyson and Arnold Schwarzenegger films and watching Running Man to the point where the for, no no, unfortunately no one ever got to see it but we actually had a design made for for John the Forgotten uh, Alex came up with a design based on the Running Man jumpsuits like the embroidered sort of silver and gold Gear that unfortunately we never got made, which would have looked amazing.
0: I, I am shocked that, that Alex Kavanaugh has had, uh, had a had a design based on Arnold Schwarzenegger for gear. I am oh. absolutely shocked.
1: <laughs> I know. I like I mean, where did it come from? It it, it had the whole it had the whole embroidered bit as well. It had the whole like bump, bumpy bit that had legs and But uh, yeah, I, I am a ridiculous fan of eighties action movie music. I am. Uh, um, I have I have two of the Rocky soundtracks, I have the Running Man soundtrack, and um, we were just sitting one day, and look, Matthew said, "Well, you know about this band, then?" No. Because I was talking about that. I'm a big fan of Nightwish, so I love Finnish symphonic metal because that's random. And he said, "You might want to listen to these guys," <laughs> and he played me one tune, and within ten seconds, going. I need to know everything about this guy now. It's just it, it's it's eighties action movie music to the point where they actually covered the the theme tune from the Running Man, but it's it's done in a death metal style. It's just tremendous. Uh, you should you should edit in like a portion of one of the tunes just to give people context for how awesome it is.
0: I, I, will, I will. So, so to the man that
1: created it, very much so. We we do we do we do like Mister Matthews.
0: Uh, uh the next one we're a bit of a, 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 a left turn here uh, Dylan Hendry, greatest Eurovision song of all time
1: I can't possibly think where this question comes from we've only been talking about Eurovision for the last month incessantly uh me and me and the wife are Eurovision nuts uh I I <laughs> we had a Eurovision party last week oh, w- w- <laughs> what was involved ter- Terry Wogan face masks just like that thinking, for a bit.
0: No, I, 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 actually, I'm okay with that because that takes away the jiggle load, uh, So that's yeah,
1: yeah. that's that's fair. <laughs> uh, I, I, you, you're like Eurovision faker than pro wrestling, which is, which is why I love it. <laughs> um, it's just like I, I had someone again. I've got someone in in my in my shoot work who just doesn't get it at all. And I was explaining, said, "It's turn your brain off TV. It's four hours of cheesy music. You get to have a laugh. You can you can have a drink and just enjoy it for what it is because we're never going to win. So we yeah. have no horse in the race. We can just enjoy it for what it is. It's just a ridiculous music party. Although we're, gut- we're we are gutted that Iceland didn't win. So oh,
0: uh, yes, absolutely,
1: but, yeah." Uh, when I saw him put that question, I, I literally racked my brains for a good few hours. So, yeah, oh, I like that one. I like that one. But I've got to stick with the classics. I've got to stick with Lodi. I've got to stick with Hard Rock. Hard Rock, hallelujah.
0: 2005, of course. Uh, I like 2005. Yeah, 2005. No, now, now I'm panicking because it might be 2006 because I was LT United. Uh, we're in it. They didn't win with their, with their classic, We Are the Winners of Eurovision. Yep. And uh, that was the year we sent Daz Sampson, which... A song I liked. However, the staging was a bit
1: uterine. It was a bit creepy. <laughs> I, I'll i get this out of my system because I've been, I've been wanting to go on a massive Twitter line. With Everyone's moaning about the song we sent last, this year. There's nothing wrong with it. It was a good song. We're Britain. We don't win Eurovision. The staging was pish and the song was generic. That's why we didn't win. It wasn't a bad Brexit. We just didn't send a very good song. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, like I always say, we should send. I I, I keep saying we should send a Gaelic song, send a proper Celtic folk song. Somebody like a Julie F- Fallis. I don't know, Julie Fallis is a very good Gaelic folk singer, with a beautiful voice, something like that, which is totally different from anything because everyone expects to send '90s Eurodance. Send something different, but. Do-
0: uh, did you see a uh, uh, song of Fire and Ice? Did you
1: watch? Have you watched I, that? I, I, you fan. I've got to watch it. And I'm, be- I'm very marmite and Will Ferrell, because mm. as much as I I loved Blade of Glory, and then i I an about fan, I hated the Talig t- Taligianites. Oh,
0: I'm the other way around. I like Dagonites and hated Blade of Glory. So yeah, exactly the same. Just kind of, um, but
1: it was a thousand times better than uh, I expected. Uh, it it took the it took the out of Eurovision, but it
0: it was it, was it, t- it took it a lot
1: more to do. It, it was it was ve- it was very um reverent to the source material. Put it that way. Uh,
0: how annoyed were you by the, the obvious plot holes that I'll go through? Because I don't think I've done it in a, in a podcast because it annoyed me so much. One, Scotland was hosting. UK was in the qualifiers. The the hydro. Was ten minutes away from Edinburgh Airport. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this universe, which I'll accept, Scotland became independent, and
1: uh, not, UK took te- their funding. Right. not putting up to in politics, but if Scotland ever became independent, I, th- I honestly think Scotland could win Eurovision.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. we have a totally different music style than. The UK, we'll put it that, we'll put it that way. Um, plus, we send the Proclaimers, and everyone loves a bit of the Proclaimers. <laughs> well, <laughs> almost everyone.
0: I, I just, I just update uh, uh, 500 miles. It'll be fine. Eh? As long as it's the same tune,
1: it'll, be, it'll, it'll win. Easy. The whole, the whole arena would be up dancing, and who, who wouldn't want to go to Europe? Plus, everyone in the UK would vote for Scotland to win anyway, because they don't. if they wanted to go to Eurovision, it's just up the road in the M8. They wouldn't have to get a flight to go to Eurovision.
0: We were kind of, I was kind of half hoping France would win. I don't like the song particularly, but I was like, if France win, I might actually go. Because then go Disneyland uh, in in Paris at the same time. So could they do that? But yeah, they didn't win with Italy. I thought, I don't want Italy, it's expensive.
1: See, see, (laughs) watching France... This turned on the Eurovision show. I can I was kind of waiting for Leonardo DiCaprio to wake up. It was felt so. Uh, the way it was filmed, it was felt so like *Inception*. I was still. <laughs> I was waiting for him to wake up. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well,
0: yeah, we're still in the division portion. So yeah, so Lordy, Lordy, probably. Oh Lordy! How yeah. scooch, scooch, in here.
1: Uh... <laughs> hey, you know what? They tried something, and it was cute, and it was it was very San Marino. I quite liked it. The, 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 worst we, one we, the worst one we've ever done, God rest his soul, was, was when we sent Engelbert. Uh,
0: <laughs> a poor, Bonnie, uh, poor,
1: ba- a poor boy.
0: Funny Tyler didn't do that much. <laughs> so I would try, well, we'll send all the old ones, and then they were like, just as bad. So I just screw up. Sorry Think to the watching That's the what we video do. there. Uh, I may have looked like I just absolutely crapped myself because Sandy, my dog, my dog walked into the room and hit, nudged her nose against my hand and I did not hear <laughs> her coming in. And I thought, oh my god, what, what's that in this hair? So,
1: I, I, I have a I have a twelve year old husky Ripley, um, who has mastered the silent assassin because she's not a barky dog, ever. So like you'll be just sitting, all of a sudden, it's there, pet me. See, it like, doesn't make sense because
0: she's the least graceful dog I've ever met, and yet she's there, and I never noticed, I didn't see her coming. It's just, it's just. Odd. Um, right, okay. So we'll move on. to we'll still got loads of questions. So we'll go, Jason Hyde's next. Uh, what's your favourite cereal,
1: Nathan Brad? What? To <laughs> the yeah. taste, or? Uh, I, well, I see. I, 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 I like the silliest. F- in terms, of, in terms of food, I eat the silly things. Like, I like cold baked beans. I like the taste of cold tortoise scones. <laughs> uh, I. That at one point where I was down on my finances, I used to, my my breakfast and lunch used to be just a packet of dry toffee scones because <laughs> I just liked the taste of them, and like, and uh, yeah, so raisin bran. I like I like to taste the bran flakes, and you add in a little pot that little sweet pop of the raisins. Honourable mention to apricot wheats. Oh God,
0: right, we're going to move on.
1: <laughs>
0: so got, uh, ADMs asked, uh, "Who's your son's least favourite wrestler?"
1: Um, that that would be Mr. McAllen, I, I believe. Um, the one and only wrestling show my my son's ever been to when he was he was he would have been six months old was in with I was in the main uh, wrestling Mr. McAllen for the source title, and he shouted at me. He, sh- he shouted at my sleeping boy. Thankfully, I didn't wake up because then. <laughs> but uh, it, as 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 heel, he he. Healish could be. I do. I do like Shirt McAllen. Uh, he's uh, he again somebody else who we we both have the same ideas of of uh our our favorite style of wrestling <laughs> and how ha- and how villains should be in wrestling. And there's not many people who do it better than he does.
0: He uh, did add at the end there. I bet he's well good, and your son doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because Sorry, I-, I don't either. Uh, Brody Brody Adler's asked asked uh, well two questions. So, uh, best moment you've had as a wrestler slash trainer slash trainee.
1: Oh, sorry, edit. <laughs> I managed to minimise you. I couldn't see anything. Um, oh, uh, see, there's there's a lot. So I uh, probably winning the junior heavyweight title because. There's very few times where I feel like I've done a, I'm I'm a total perfectionist in the ring. If if be, when I watch something back, I, I write three pages of notes and go, "That was bad, that was bad, that was bad, that was bad." Shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have done that. Those I can count on one hand a number of times where I've came back from a match and went, "No, that was good." And the match where I won the title from Ryan Griffin was probably the best match I've I've ever done, uh, ever. Uh that probably the match where I felt like I was I completely embodied the lone superstar super gimmick um, that and being on the opening match in the original gathering in the Kelvin Hall it was age old venue Hadn't the biggest crowd that has been in that venue for I think it was 20 years at that point and it was let's say it was packed and getting to be in the opening here in that crowd was like oh this is good oh. you, you kind of feel like you've made it when you hear a crowd reaction that big mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you mean yes, some some uh, iconic venues across Scotland, of course, Caird Hall as well, another, and that's when you had your match
1: with with Coles. Um, I, I, uh But confession, with that, I I didn't re- I didn't re- I I had never seen the Caird Hall until I walked up to it. I never realised it was so big. Because <laughs> I'd been in the Ardler, I kind of thought, oh, okay, Caird Hall it must be a decent sized venue, and then you walk up to the the front of the building and go, jings. <laughs> Because it's when you walk in when you walk into that square and all you see is just the complete facade of the building. It's like, oh wow, okay, things just stepped stepped up stepped up a notch. It's a beautiful I've building. It's a, be- it's a beautiful building. It's a beautiful venue.
0: I mean, I've never actually been in it, but I've I've seen the outside of it, and yeah, I can I can see why you'd be going. Oh, this is a bit bigger than than the other <laughs> <outer> complex. Uh, <coughs> Brody's also asked, uh, why is she your favourite student ever?
1: What is, it, is this? just going to be the the Glendon Bar puts o- puts over our Source talent show? That was supposed to be my show. That's all right, I'm, I'm I'm happy to do it. Um, bro, bro. The thing the, the thing with Brody is, see, we've been doing a lot because of the pandemic. We can only do non-contact training, so especially being in Glasgow, so you can only do one-to-one sessions, and you're so restricted in what you can do. But you can't kind of tailor you you kind of tailor your sessions to whoever you're doing them with. And with Brody, it's just it's very easy because it's like, okay, we're just gonna do fun stuff involving, involving involving sledgehammers. And anytime you get to bring out a sledgehammer, it's always a good sign for a, a, a wrestling session. And getting the flip tiles and doing nutty stuff like that because you're working on your strength stuff. And plus she gives hundred percent every time we turn up, which to be fair, everyone does. That's the, that's a great thing about source. Like everyone who's turned up for uh, a one to one session so far has been one hundred and ten percent effort, and that's all you can ask of the trainer. I
0: mean, at this point, if if you're going for one to ones during a pandemic, I mean, if you're going in half half hours then what's the point you do going in the first place? Because it's very limited to to uh, spaces that you're taking up by doing half no. job.
1: Yeah, but um. I oh, our no, segue um I can't can't wait to um, that's one thing that's keep, keep me going is I can't wait to be able to get to back to full group sessions and start doing some some proper wrestling as you say and get to do what getting to do what my new passion is see is is, tra- is training the next generation
0: I we'll but which we'll
1: there is a lot of talent in this law school.
0: Absolutely. We'll we'll go to that one. So I've, I've got two more questions. Cool. Um, from Eldenbar, which I'm assuming, is your wife? Uh, just just from hey the surname and uh, <laughs> the 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 wonderful um, Iceland inspired uh, avatar as well. Which... Well,
1: the, 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 she had the pact with her best best friend that if Iceland ever win the contest, they're going to Iceland on a on a holiday to good go to Eurovision. And uh, just shout, uh, play, play, jajaj, ding dong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 uh, ten out of ten for Iceland for that. Anyway, right. um, she's what, asked, what's what's the wife asking me? Right, she we'll she go. is twenty feet away, but she probably could ask me ask me in the living room. But
0: well, I mean, one might be controversial, but we'll we'll, we'll go for the least controversial okay. first. Uh, if you could go train under anyone, who and
1: why? Ooh, sneaky! She asked me if she wanted if she wanted to plant a question. I say, said, oh, yeah, dealer's choice. Uh okay, who Ooh. Ooh. I've got to train I've 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 been lucky to do seminars with a lot of great people. Like um, a lot of very people. But I always speak highly of Paul Tracy. Anytime, anyone who ever gets a chance to do a session with Paul Tracy, go do it. He's just the tremendous trainer. Um Johnny, I've done many Johnny Kid sessions. even after I got to wrestle, him, just the more you can pick somebody's brain. Uh, in terms of people, I would want to train with. Oh, see, I should have been, I should have been pre-coached for this question. Uh, Shibata. Okay, like just the, the whole. Well, when I trained, when I tried out for zero one years and years ago, we got to got a glimpse into the Japanese dojo style of training and i kind of liked it and i would i would like to plus i don't know much about the. I, I love the japanese style of wrestling but i don't i don't know the intricate workings of it so i would love to train with someone of the japanese style and Shibata's training in early dojo so get you get to trip you get to trip earlier of it right.
0: and uh she's also asked uh and who makes the best cups of tea yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I I must tip my hat to tip my hat to my my dear wife, who is very good at making cups of tea. Uh,
0: and what, I mean, I don't drink tea or coffee, so I really have I have no no. Oh no, in coffee drinkers
1: evil. Well, that's fine. I've <laughs> i, I have you, no you, bearing you, in you, this
0: fight. But uh, what, what's your what's your uh, what's
1: your tea thing? Two uh, to what what, two, what it? Uh, yep, two, two in a coup and you don't put them. You don't put, you don't put the milk in first. you are not Unless you're evil unless you're pure evil. <laughs> um, so, you gotta buy all the bag first. So I was all the questions
0: and, and they all came in thick and fast as soon as I announced that you're were, you're were gonna <laughs> be on. I was like, geez, notifications everywhere. Um, so we'll, we'll start back to wrestling then. Of course, last year pandemic hit. Uh, oh wait, mm-hmm. we've got our stupid questions. No, I'll do I'll I'll we'll finish the wrestling bit. Um, yeah, last year pandemic hit, and then of course um, other stuff happened. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. out and all that kind of thing yep. and it was announced that uh, yourself along with uh, David Devlin and I did not write down it was a third name was, uh, Robbie Robbie Solar uh, mm-hmm. or Wishart sorry would uh, all take charge of Source Wrestling um, were you already you are already taking training classes at that point though weren't you so it was more just a, a...
1: transitional phase yeah was well, the best way to put it um my job my job's still the same as it as as it was. Uh, at the end of the day, I only I only have I only have one job in the source and that's to, to train next generation of Scottish talent. And that's what I will continue to do to the day that my knee my knees still work. Which thankfully that day's a long way away. Yeah,
0: get a without knee pads sometimes, which just, I don't know. It, it kind of scares me watching wrestlers without knee pads.
1: Well, I think it was a fad because everyone was wearing knee pads. I thought, you no, know, I'll be different. I'll take the knee pads off, and then all of a sudden, everyone did. So I should put, <laughs> I should, I should put them back on now.
0: <laughs> it's, it's just I don't know why. It's just one thing gives me the fear. I never want to see someone get injured where I could see their kneecap move. Well, the- it's, <laughs> it's never happened. I've never seen it happen like live, but it just. <laughs> As soon as someone comes out without knee pads on, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want, I don't want to see someone's kneecap go the, Well,
1: the first major injury I ever had was I tore my MCL taking an F5 because my, I, I used to have the big Triple H style AMA pads. I used to be a running joke that they would start on my knees and by the end of the match, they'd be on my ankles because they, they would just slide off. And I was wrestling a match and I took an F5. And it slid off, and I landed right in the point of my knee and tore my MCL. Oh, so yeah, I can, I I, I I can feel, I can feel your, I can feel your pain. Um, where were we? See tangents. Yeah, I talking? know.
0: I am just, just taking a moment just to all the nightmares I'm getting from this episode. Uh, just, just, just taking a moment to. Breathe. You know, I'm. I, I
1: like to say that I'm <laughs> a man who keeps on giving. <laughs> Uh, yeah so trading trading is your future then
0: that,
1: that, that's pretty tri- much tri- yeah in like, let's, let's the day let's not be about the bush I'm 43 years old wrestling unfortunately is a young man's g- game although I still have a few, tr- a few tricks to teach these youngins. so my focus is on source and all the talent in source and getting them to the next room getting them ready to be the next generation of Scottish wrestling because Scottish wrestling, as you say, is an it's going to be in a boom period, and boom, boom periods need talent to carry on, and thankfully in Source, we have a lot of talent.
0: Absolutely, I mean, I, I don't want I don't want to make it out like you're you're picking one of your favourite kids here, but is there any particular names you want to rattle off? That, oh, that, see, that's I not you
1: fair. Keep an eye out for no. <laughs> that's not fair because you know I'll, I'll 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 go through a list and I'll get a message two minutes later going, why did you not mention me? <laughs> That's a that's a lie to, to be honest. Because the 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 one thing that I love about sources is there's absolutely no egos. Everyone's there to put the work in, to do the hard work, and to get the most out of the training that they can. So whether it's like McIver, whether it's Koe, whether it's Alexander McAllen, Dylan Hendry, Malin, Brody, who else? Uh, and guys you've not even seen it, that haven't debuted yet, that are in the pipeline. Um, everyone everyone turns up with the expectation that they're going to have a fun session, that they're going to learn something, and that they're training to be wrestlers, or they're take, they take this seriously, which is uh, all I can ask.
0: I mean, perfect segue to something not serious. We've got our two ridiculous questions that we <sighs> ask everyone. Uh, so first one, of course, is always, what's your favourite dinosaur?
1: Favourite dinosaur? Uh, Stegosaurus.
0: Oh, that's true. Probably true. Um,
1: a nice about I'll No, I won't, I won't say why. No, no, it, no. That's no a long, it's a long drawing story. The, the, one of the first books I remember getting as a kid was a Draw Your Own Dinosaur tracing book. And right. I think I did the Stegosaurus four or five times because I liked doing the fins. <laughs> it's always been Stegosaurus. Fair enough.
0: Uh, and uh, two sheep versus one cow. What was in the fight?
1: Two sheep versus one cow. Uh, See, I'm a Walton Grommet fan. So, I'm always going for the sheep.
0: (laughs) I've had worse reasons to give for for that. that. So, yeah, fair fair enough. Um, That's great. I think I'm I'm now like alternating. I think. Last episode I did was a cow, and before that was sheep. So it's it nice. This season's kind of alternating back and forth. Uh, I, I mean, might...
1: the, ca- the, ca- the cow has the weight advantage, but sheep are devious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the thought of a devious sheep. They're, they're,
1: they're staring into your soul. <laughs> Just, in by... <laughs> Just anyone on the I do sports, go watch Lamageddon right now, and you'll, you'll La- see why. Oh my god, Lambigan!
0: Lamage- I remember watching just for the pun alone. Um, yeah, so uh, outside of wrestling, then. Um, although I, ha- I have sorry, I should note that, that you're technically an NXT original. Would that be correct and Yes,
1: I am an NXT original. Uh, NXT and NXT in the park. Still the greatest name for a show I ever created.
0: That's amazing. Yes,
1: absolutely. We ran, we ran, we ran Ferguson Park in Paisley and we, we, we christened it NXT in the park. I thought that was tremendous.
0: Um, I had the same that... joke with Ewan uh, Conway. I did an interview with him and uh, he, was, he was a referee for NXT days. So uh, I tried to type the episode as NXT referee. Uh, <laughs> it did, unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't give me the massive fits I was for. Really, because if you look up the news today and put in NXT referee, you don't get good news out of it. But yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah I thought, let's avoid that one. Yeah, I, 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 I might still put, it. Uh, moving uh, on, when I'm putting this out on Twitter, NXT That's Superstar.
1: What yeah, <laughs> NXT Superstar, yep, absolutely. Um, so outside
0: of, of wrestling in general, of course you have a love for Eurovision arcade games. Am mm-hmm. I right, I think you do a bit of camping as well and, and that
1: kind of thing. Uh, yeah, um, there's, a, there's a group of musicians that, um, that my wife has uh, known for several decades and uh, they used to have a yearly camping trip up at Lossie, Lossie Mouth uh, for the Lossie Mouth Folk Festival and I don't I don't know if you know well I assume you know Lossie Mouth. That's, it's five
0: minutes away So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: The There used to be a folk festival in the beach bar mm. unfortunately God down. rest of soul. Yeah. soul. Um, and we used to go out and they they had a, a big massive marquee, the twenty foot by twenty foot marquee that after the, the folk festival bit was done they would just take it take take it in there, you'd be in there till like six AM playing music. And it's just the most chilled out, relaxing atmosphere and you just can't you just camp out on the beach and sit much a d sit and watch the dolphins until you fall asleep. I, I love losing masses, so it's I love that part of the world. Not not that I'm burning up or anything, but absolutely love uh, the Elgin Borough's area
0: The um, yeah, well, last time I went to the beach bar I must have just got the wrong guy on the bar but I was I was out with a couple of mates and uh, one of them was wanting a cocktail and pretty much I asked oh, what kind of cocktails do you do and this old man looked at uh, the bar looked at me and it was just like, I can see his face was going we don't do cocktails and I, I just yeah there was <laughs> there was, was just a moment I think it's just because I, I walked up to him oh do you do any cocktails and he just looked at me going no, <laughs> I'll do a shandy. Yeah. That's a probably uh, that's as much as Kongdale we're going
1: to go here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be fair, that was probably before it was under new management. It's, hopefully, it gets rebuilt because I know there was the whole fire was it last year. So sort of, they talking about rebuilding it. So hope so because they want to turn it into a caravan spot and make it a big thing. Which as it was right on the beach, it's just a, such a great place to be. I th- uh, they did redo it before before it. Before the the fire, so I thought I think they, they might have started doing cocktails for you.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, was it? It became a bit.
1: It became a bit upmarket. I was afterwards. quite happy
0: just with the Peroni or whatever, <laughs> ever, uh, whatever beer's cheapest on the on the tap. I was going for that.
1: Best haggis bonbons in Scotland. That's all I'll say. The food was dynamite.
0: I'm generally not a fan of haggis, but it, haggis bonbons is about. I'll go. I'll go with haggis bonbon or. Uh, uh, whatever the one is when it's haggis stuffed in chicken,
1: I'll go for that. But oh yeah, that kind of be that. But...
0: Yeah, little, a little bit of haggis is fine, but I mean, for a whole meal of it. That's too much. Um, with that, that was, I didn't think that would be a segue in this. Uh, speaking about haggis bonbons, um,
1: I told you, I told you when you when you're talking to me, you get tangents. This is why I don't do many of these.
0: So <laughs> right. it's still, I mean, I, I love doing the chats, but it's still not, never going to be as bad as Scotty Swift. I, I don't know how we filled two and a half hours. I still don't know how. Considering that was the second interview we did. And the first one was an hour and a half. I don't know how we did it. I'm still shocked. And I haven't, I haven't watched it back. Maybe I'll find out if I did that. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, future plans then. Training is that pretty much the your your future plans in no? wrestling? Yeah. Is there still a hope? Maybe you'll get over to Japan? You'll get over to, to anything like that?
1: Uh, you never say never. I'll leave it at that. I'll never say never. But at the moment, source is my focus because I love training people and it's fun. To, uh, it's fun delivering out knowledge and knowing it's going to get passed on. Plus, anyone who's ever in the case in this area might get to see me once or twice. Of
0: course, it was like travelling all the way up to, to Wick or Thurzo for, for that.
1: I I love that part of the world. I say being being a camper. Once you pass Inverness, it kinda it kinda feel it, <laughs> I always make a joke, it kinda feels like you're leaving civilization behind and you're going into a whole other world. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> plus you you were talking at the start of the show about um accents. When you what? once you go past Inverness, you're you you're literally hitting you're you're hitting the lottery on, on with. We we once I, I worked one of the shows for Casper Wrestling in Orkney. Orkney's a whole nother <laughs> layer on that sandwich. Yeah. Cause, Cause half of them sound Norwegian. <laughs> and like I, I went up to a burger van and asked for and asked for a roll and tarties going, and I got the most blankest look if you've ever seen in your face. A tatti's going. No, it's a tauty scone. No, it's a has scone, in No, it's a tatties scone in the most broadest Norwegian accent you've ever heard in your life. What am I? It's like my, Black Mirror. It's like, have, have, have I found a different version of Scotland here? My, my
0: only reference for, for Orkney, I went there once when I was very young, but um, we went to get ice cream. It's Orkney ice cream. Of course you get ice cream. And uh, the woman turned around and went, uh, let's... And my dad just turned around and went, what? <laughs> oh, let's... I've no idea. Where it, it took ages to work out. She was asking if we wanted a lid on our ice cream lid, and she was just saying, like, this? This? So, no, yeah. no, I've no idea.
1: <laughs> where were we? Case Ness. Oh, Keith, uh, <laughs> Ness. There we go. Uh, yeah, I, 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 love that road. It's, it's, a, I, I usually do the driving up, to, up there because it's a very scenic route and it's. Um I love it. I have taken the camper van up there once, which was a fun journey. Anyone who knows that that side of the the um, the five the NC five hundred would know there's some hell there's some helly bits. So going up in a going up in a twenty five year old camper van can be an experience. Forty percent hell in first gear where half a mile of traffic behind you.
0: Oh I'll bet you're a fault player
1: that day. <laughs> oh yeah I'm um oh they love me in the roots. Uh, but uh I lo- I love those shows. I love those shows up there. Um I used to the, um, they're a very eighties crowd. I always felt they were very like cheer the, cheer, cheer the good guys, boo the bad guys. I always love working in front of them. Plus the first time I get to work Lucha DS and that's always a good thing, look L- I'm I'm pretty sure Lucha DS is like Mar March Nemesis and my psychic all at the same time. Just, we, we just seem to have the exact same idea of how wrestling should be presented
0: but that's the thing Keith Ness, I mean it's much, much the same as, as Elgin I suppose we only get well Keith Ness get like I don't know four, now they combat league wrestling I should say but uh, they get four shows a year so they're just hyped for wrestling uh, Elgin we get one that's it but at least we've got like an hour, hour and a half either side we can go to WrestleZone or uh, rock and mm-hmm. wrestle when yeah. they come up once a year but yeah, when, when you only get one or one or two shows a year you're just buzzing to see some wrestling regardless mm-hmm. if it's a, a guy in a mask with a, a baker's hat carrying a loaf of bread uh, they're just wanting to see some wrestling
1: um, I think that's the good thing about. I think after the pandemic and um, we've got a lot of, we get to the point where shows have started up again I think there's going to be a big uptake and people wanting to just have a night out Go watch your wrestling and just have fun at it and just enjoy it for what it and enjoy it for what it is. It's like don't take it seriously. It's 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 fun. That that's that's my biggest thing about wrestling. Just have fun, don't take it seriously. It's not it's no real. <laughs> it's, it's, especially since especially since my wee man was born. It's definitely been the you know what? Have a laugh. <laughs> do do stuff that makes you laugh. And everyone will laugh with, with laughing or laugh with you. Uh to, to 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 end on a on a
0: quote from Wrestling and with Brado, uh Wrestle's kid on. So so <laughs> I think that's the best way to to end. that, so Yo, where can people find
1: you on social media? Uh you will find me at, at Superstar Dunbar, um, or the Little Superstar Glendonbar Bar on Facebook. Uh I don't have an Instagram yet. That's kinda of, uh, I have my social media manager working on my Instagram. Did they have a TikTok? I, 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 well, she's trying to get me into TikTok. We've, we've, she, we, we, we the office pitched an idea, an idea to me and we're mulling it, we're mulling it over and how to do it. But, um, I'm, I'm, again, have fun and be silly. That's all I'm saying. Perfect. Um, well, thank absolutely. you very much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank, thank you very much, Billy. That was a, that was a long and tangential chat, which you, and I've, I think I've given you enough nightmares to last you until at least next week. So I think I've done my job here. Absolutely.